course, if I did go back, I, I might I might not actually choose Jesus preaching on a hillside because um, I wouldn't know what he was saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> <This> is- <laughs> I maybe maybe. <laughs> Maybe I don't what? want to go, dude. Maybe I don't want to see that. That's not you know? fair. Oh, no. Where are the subtitles? The subtitles. What are you saying? The... I've Can never thought about King that. James? Yeah. Oh, I want to go see Jesus preach on the mountainside. And then you, you get there and you're like, that was a little underwhelming. I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> it's it's not Jesus from, uh, what's the, the cho- it's not the chosen. Oh, I've never <laughs> thought of that. That's so true. It's like. This is all very oh. con- it's great to be here. This is all very confusing. People oh, yeah. are upset. Oh, yeah. People are happy. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh. We're today on Behind the Tunes here from the Visible Music College Studios with Kevin Young and Andrew Stanton of Disciple, DiscipleRocks.com. Guys, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, man. Well, Kevin, I want to start with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Kevin, I want to start with you. I'm going to go back since you've you've been with Disciple, let's just say from the beginning, right? We won't say how long the beginning's been, but you've been there since the beginning. Tell me about the early days of Disciple. How did you guys come together? So you mean like the, where the Bible says in the beginning or like, you know, <laughs> whichever like, one comes yeah. first. Uh, <laughs> so what was the early days? Like, uh, I was a child. I was in high school. Um, we, we say the disciple started in December of 92, but it's, that's not true. It really started way before that. It started in middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and the drummer were in a band called disciple. We did most of our practicing in middle school. We had our first show uh the summer or, or or the very 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 beginning of our freshman year of high school or my freshman year anyway so most of our practicing was done you know in middle school time in that summer right before high school our, our first show but we don't really count that because uh, the guitar player that we started the band with when it when it kind of took off didn't really uh, meet up with us until the end of 92 so we say that that was the beginning when he showed up so yeah, I've been there since the beginning, and the beginning was uh, a bunch of children playing music together. You know, we were we were kids. That's what it was. Imagine kids playing music together, and that's exactly what it was. So you guys start off there in the early days of high school. You played clearly, I guess, through high school. At what point for you were you like, you know what? I think this is what we want to do, and you really begin to pursue that kind of full on moment moment number one first band yeah. practice for me i'd say that i'm the only one that was like that though that's kind of probably why i'm still here and everybody else is gone um you know i just knew i don't know i just had this thing inside of me that i knew this is what i was born to do very first band practice i don't remember if it was seventh grade eighth grade sixth grade i don't i can't remember when it was but uh i knew like this is what i wanted to do what i what what i was born to do what my life was going to be about I remember I tell the guys all the time when I graduated high school, my mom was like, you need to go to college. And uh, I said, uh, I'm going to do this disciple thing and give me give me a year. See if we get signed, uh, you know, and uh, if we don't get signed in in a year, I'll go to college. So uh, it took three years for us to get signed. (laughs) So I just kept just kept just 
telling her, hold on, just keep pushing it back. But uh, that's been the case with everything. We we take the slow route every, <laughs> on everything that we do. We've never we've never taken a fast route to anywhere. So, but well, it's worked out for you. Again, we're here with Kevin Young and Andrew Stanton of Disciple. Andrew, I want to shift over to you for a second. Uh, you were not there as a young freshman in the early '90s. You rolled onto the scene. Uh, 2013 his own band when he was a teenager <laughs> yeah but now we don't talk about them yeah, Andrew. We in, talk 1990, in 1993 i was in a band called kindergarten <laughs> <laughs> there's like 30 of us you were learning the colors <laughs> that's a huge band that yeah that paycheck is small because you got to put it 30 ways yeah. oh man yeah, well, so, was, so you were you were playing great. with them then, yeah. Well, so tell me, 2013. How did you end no, but, up connecting and, and ended up in Disciple? Yeah. So uh, after uh, I quit that first band, uh, I uh, went on to grade school, uh, and then uh, in also freshman year of high school for me, which is ten years later, 2003, I met. Uh, my friend Austin and we started a band called I Am Empire and we did uh, some records and some touring and we met Disciple in 2010, played some festivals together, that kind of thing. And uh, 2012 came around they're doing the 20th anniversary in uh, Germany on Christmas Rock Night. So they had Brad and Tim up on stage doing, uh, doing old songs and I was a fan so I was watching, loving it. But we got to hang out a little bit after and sort of uh, get to know each other better at that festival. And Kevin told me that the um, current guitar players, which were Andrew Welch and, and Michael Santa, were, were both going to be leaving the band and kind of like looking for new guys. And my band didn't have any force coming up that I wanted to be a touring musician, guitar player. So, of course, I offered in front of the rest of my band that I'd be available. <laughs> uh, to do a tour and um i uh, i did not help them out me. in this situation whatsoever it, i actually made no. it worse yeah i actually made it i, I really his first interaction with me I, I made him i made him look really bad and uncomfortable because he's like being so genuine and so nice and if you know andrew very well he is the sweetest human being alive and he's being very kind and gracious and uh and just like, hey, man, I'll help you out if you need a guitar player. And of course, there's bandstand right there. And then I being this the absolute jerk that I am, I was like, well, aren't you already in a band? And I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I said it right there in front of his bandmates. And of course, the singer was like, yeah, aren't you already? You know, and I just basically just started the uh, the commotion, I guess, if you will. And then, of course, Andrew's just being the sweet heart, awesome <laughs> human that he that and he then is. Whenever at the end of the trip, you asked me for my number. And I forgot it. I'd like recently gotten a new phone number and I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea what my number is. And our bass player, Josh, had it. Oh, really? Okay. Hey, let me, let me help you out. He got his phone out and looked it up and gave it to Kevin. I was like, well, there goes that. There goes that gig. It's like you're trying to avoid, like, oh, avoid giving to a girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's going to call Don't Remember My Phone Number guy first. <laughs> Uh, Let's call the guy who can't remember his phone number. Yeah, luckily the the producer who did a Disciple album and the first Simon Fire album and the engineer for that record and a couple other people kind of vouched for me, so I think I got a head start 
uh, and he called me a couple weeks later and I did the Save Us Now tour, which was with Fireflight that year, 2013. And uh, that was 10 years ago. Very nice. And Andrew, did you say you were a fan of Disciple before you joined them? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I first heard Disciple when the self-titled album came out. Uh, the singer of our band was a fan and had that album playing in his car all the time. And then I got Scars Remain when that came out. I worked at the Christian Bookstore. Yeah. So I I, uh, I bought it uh, or I, I stole it early uh, and then probably paid for it later. Uh, <laughs> definitely paid for it later. Um, but I, I love that album. I, I listen to them all the time. And then because of those ones, I heard the older stuff and all, all my buddies loved, you know, back again. And it's my sting a little, all those older albums they had them. And um, yeah, it just became a fixture in our world. You know, Pillar was like my favorite band, yeah. Love Disciple, Blindside. You know, all the Hallmark bands from like 20 years ago, that was kind of, okay, this is what we want to do. You know, this is who we want to be. So it's kind of like Kevin said, there's never any question about, do I want to do this or that? Like, no, no plan B. Yeah. Right. So is, was that kind of surreal for you at the beginning of like, I'm in Disciple now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it, It'll still trip me out sometimes if I wake up on our bus, I'll like open my eyes and be like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I, love admit, I play guitar in Disciple. <laughs> I'm in Kentucky to play a show with Disciple. That's right. <laughs> this is real. It's still happening. That's right. That's, uh, so, right. that's so crazy because I don't obviously don't have that perspective at all. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. having, having been there the, the whole time. I don't wake up and think that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've never woken up any other way. So. Uh, yeah, I was like, like, oh, wow, I'm in Disciple. I'm like, no, I'm more like, I'm like, crap, I'm in Disciple. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh, it works. I'm still here. Still here. Yeah, yeah I, I went from, you know, California and the band that I started at that young age to living in Nashville and playing for Disciple. So there's, there's a really clear, you know, partition for me in my life uh, but it's all been amazing it's been a, a really awesome ride and gonna keep going so. yeah yeah again we're here with kevin yeah. young and andrew stanton of disciple disciplerocks.com here from the visible music college studios shifting gears just a little bit kevin we know you started off in disciple there very young but but music obviously before then was something important to you what got you into music to begin with uh, I had a youth pastor introduce me to Christian rock music, and that was the day that just changed my life forever. I mean, I, I became obsessed and just consumed with Christian uh, rock music. Um, and that that era of middle school and um, high school was just every Christian rock band that existed at that time of 1988, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93. Those bands in that era uh, uh, just shaped me, you know, tremendously. Um, and, you know, I, I, it was however many hours that I was awake during the day, I say I was devoting, you know, a third of those hours to those bands, you know, yeah. and uh, just a steady diet of, um, of music. And it, it was so different, you know, in that, the late 80s era because um most christian music was was kind of evangelism mm -hmm. the way that they go about it you know in the 90s things changed well 
uh, you know, being a band that started in the 90s, um, but having had all of those late 80s influences, I, you know, really took the way that they were doing things with me and just have kept it going, you know, for 30 years. So like going and watching those guys, you know, going and watching Petra play or White Cross play, they would always give a testimony and then an altar call or something that resembled an altar call, you know, very, very almost church service like concert. And uh, I saw it was so bold because, you know, my friends and I would go or like a, a guy who was not a Christian, there'd be a friend of mine would go to a, that concert and they'd be like, they're like, wait a second, they're a rock band. What are they doing? How are they talking? Where are we? You know, like and it was just so, such a bold thing, you know, where now it's more or less, maybe it's going to happen. Maybe it's expected. Maybe it's not, you know, with a, with a Christian musician. But in those days, it was extremely bold. It was very new. It was very, you know, they didn't have any friends. The church hated them. And, you know, people who weren't Christians were like, what are they now? What? What's he saying? You know, they, so they were, you know, this very radical lone wolf type thing just doing this insanely courageous bold uh thing and i was obviously very impacted by it and uh, and here we are today chase that rabbit for a second uh, sure. because with your style with rock music it does reach a, a group of people that mm. often aren't reached well by yeah. the church if we're being honest has that been yeah. something that's just been kind of this constant encouragement for you along the way? Is it kind of a weight that you have to carry with you? Well, like, what's that kind of felt like through the years of being like, you know what? We get to go out every night that we play, and when we, when we put music into the world, it's going to ears that that may not be reached in any other facet of Yeah. Uh, Andrew can attest. I mean, we'll get some, like, YouTube comments. Somebody that will be like, you know, uh, I hate God, but I love disciple or something, something like that, you know, and um, I think that that's kind of saying we're, we're, we're accomplishing what we've set out to do is at least be in that person's ear, you know, uh, whether, whether we win them or not, you know, we're, we're wanting to at least be there with them that I feel like even, even though that person says, I hate God at that moment, that 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 we've planted in them at some point it's gonna grow up you know sometimes uh getting in somebody's ear is not like a like a one conversation right. type thing you know it's kind of you know if, if we're in his ear he might he might let us have that conversation over the ne the next seven years you know you don't know how many times he's gonna put that album on and listen to it uh and so yeah we just want to we just want to have the opportunity to have the conversation with people you know whether they're a christian or not and uh and, and I think that we write songs in a way that's very um, like we don't have all the answers, yeah. you know, like, so we're not, we're not, we're not like hundred percent sure about everything. And so, and we're very human. And so when we write about it, we write about it from a perspective that people can relate to because even if they don't believe in God, uh, that we're, we're relating to them in the human experience of like, you know, we have a desperate need for something greater, you know, something bigger and help than, than where we are. And so, um, that's, that's the way we, we like to write songs. And I think that people, people definitely can, can like feel something. That's another thing we say is we always want people to feel something whenever they listen to a song, yeah. like writing a song that just like has great guitar or good drums or a good vocal performance, not saying just anybody can do that, but, 
it's been done. But it, when you hear a song and you're not even listening to like what tempo it is, you're not listening to what the guitar is doing. You're not listening to what the singer's doing, but you just felt it, you know, mm -hmm. and you can't even put your finger on why you felt something like that's, that's our ultimate goal is we want people to feel something, you know, because yeah. music has that way of just like breaking down mm -hmm. the emotional barrier. And when, and when you actually begin to, you know, open your ears to God, that's where you get to that place is where you're like, you're, it's, it's not just, it's not just your mind and reasoning. It's also that emotional barrier. Like you're feeling something, there's this desperation. So we definitely want people to get that, that play music. Music just has a magical power of doing that. No matter what the words are, you know, that's right. it can get into those emotions. Man, I love it. Again, we're here with Kevin Young and Andrew Stanton of Disciple, DiscipleRocks.com. Shifting gears just a little bit here. Uh, Andrew, I'll go to you first on this one. Do you remember the first album you bought with your own money? I remember the first one that I was given, like, this is yours and not like this is for your family or your parents. When I got baptized, we went to lunch after, and uh, my best friend's family gave me "Chase the Sun" by the OC Supertones. Yeah, and uh, as like as like a gift, they're like, "Hey, good job being baptized and stuff." <laughs> and uh, there was this kind of like magic moment that happened because it was related to that, where like that was the album that made me like love guitar. And it was the first, one of the first albums I learned how to like play along with you know, power chords and stuff. But yeah, that was definitely the first time I was like, oh, this is my CD that I'm going to listen to. I, I think the first one I bought with my own money was Michael W. Smith, uh, Missing Person. I think that's I know that was the song. I, I, maybe the album is a different title, but yeah, th those were the first ones that I was like, oh, I need to borrow my dad's disc man so I can listen to it. <laughs> you know? Kevin, what about you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There was definitely some music that I jammed to um, that I have early memories of before. My first Christian rock album that was given to me was White Cross's first album yeah. in 1987, their um, self-titled album. So that was the first one that was given to me as a gift. <clears throat> so that one held a special place in my heart. I even have a tattoo um, memorializing uh, that. Uh, but before then i have vivid memories of other albums i mean i had a stop star wars vinyl that i wore out that someone mm. gave me at church uh so i mean i was four or five years old and i wore this vinyl record star wars out i had a uh had a cindy lopper girls just want to have fun vinyl record that i absolutely <laughs> wore out yes. I, <clears throat> I, that album was incredible. I also remember uh, Night Ranger, Midnight Madness. I don't know if you remember Night Ranger, like Sister Christian, and um, <laughs> we can stick. We uh, you can still rock in America, and then Heart Rock uh, in America. Yeah, Heart had an album. You know, like don't tell me you love me. What? Yeah, yeah, don't tell me you love me. Heart had an album. Was like, what about love and these dreams and uh, uh, whatever songs like that, and and uh, and Starship too. Apparently, I had this thing for rock girl singers because i mean like starship uh you know we built this city yeah um we would be starship and they had the and the girl in there and then heart and then obviously cindy lopper uh <clears throat> yeah man i mean i don't know man i just um those were the early days and yeah. Mark Dovey somehow somehow 
weaved his way in there and became my favorite, you know, artist along along the way. But yeah, those that's early. Those were early, 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 early days. We're talking. Yeah. Shift, Eighty-four was the year of music. I mean, you had Cindy <laughs> Lauper, Michael Jackson, and Prince, Purple Rain that year, and Van Halen, nineteen eighty-four. I mean, that year, you can just about just just open up nineteen eighty-four and just find greatness through that whole decade. And that that would be you know me being seven and eight years old in nineteen eighty-four. So, um, I mean, pretty pretty pivotal seven and eight those are those are some years when you're like starting peak to figure out peak America. like yeah you're starting to figure out what's good and what's bad and i mean what amazing songs to have kind of shape you know what's good and bad musically shift into your live show a little bit there's nothing like live music it's one of the greatest gifts that we get to experience along uh, the way but there's some goofy stuff that happens along the way too do each of you have a embarrassing onstage moment that sticks out <laughs> a thousand of them right. every time i go out there every time i go out there i'm freaking goofy uh yeah i mean we, we, i got a bunch of them andrew i, I i'll try to narrow it down to one. yeah what you got? no i i don't have anything like that sticks out I, you know I, I have the usual like nightmare of my amp doesn't work or something like <laughs> not, nothing like you know oh this one time that Thanks for oh, you've been lucky. That's so still, that's still that's to good. come. That's good. That's, we'll put a pin in yours, Andrew. We'll put a pin well, in yours. I, yeah. I used to have a uh, real problem. It's not so bad anymore. If I started laughing really uh, hard, I would uh, become semi-paralyzed. I don't know if you've ever met people that just start no. like laughing really hard and they kind of just fall on the floor and they can't really recover until they start laughing. I used to have a little bit of an issue with that. If I really, really started laughing hard, um, I remember we played this festival at one of these theme parks that, you know, had a theme park with all the roller coasters or whatever. And it was like this outdoor amphitheater. I think even Third Day was playing there that day or whatever. And then these like hedgerows in front of the stage. And I accidentally stepped off the stage and like fell into these hedgerows or bushes or whatever they were. And I started laughing. Uh, because I fell off the stage, and so I couldn't get out of. <laughs> You're stuck in the bushes. Like, get because I was laughing, and I was like, ah, just trying <laughs> to like get out of there, you know, and I, and I couldn't because I was laughing so hard. So, which made it even worse. I also did something very similar one time. I wore boots on stage for the very first time. We're very <laughs> active on on stage. It's, it's like uh, rock and roll is a contact sport. You know, mentality <laughs> is what we what we have. And I wore boots on stage, and I obviously wasn't very comfortable with the the heel of the boot. Lost my balance, fell back into the drum set, knocked over all these drums, and <laughs> a very similar thing happened. I started laughing, and I just couldn't get off of the drums. I was like laying on them and like trying to get off of them, but I couldn't like pick myself up off of it. You're like that the happy Kurt Cobain. <laughs> I am so happy if I if something goofy happens, I. Can't can't recover you know if somebody falls down on stage the song is done i'll just be laughing you know just like you know just like ah, ah what an idiot you know and you can't you can't recover uh, my I'm first tour that happened to josiah when he yeah, got his, his guitar hooked on the drums and fell and then well, i'm glad i didn't actually see that happen because i saw the video of that happen and uh, what he's referring to is this moment where Josiah's like guitar string or or, or, uh, or chord 
got he was running across the stage and it literally like stopped him like i mean like a car <laughs> driving 60 miles an hour hitting a brick wall it, he's like going across the stage and he just stops and it just like yanks him <laughs> back to the ground and i didn't see it happen but i watched the video and thank god i didn't see it happen i mean it was violent it was absolutely violent just slammed him to the ground um but yeah man that's that's the way we do it. I can't. I'm surprised that somebody hasn't gotten seriously injured on stage at a disciple show because we we do. That's something we figured out very very early on that we were we were going to have a good show, um, and 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 it came natural to us to to put on a good show. Like having good songs came way later. You know, yeah. like we were we were an okay band in the beginning. You know, not 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 a great one but not even close to a great one. We were, we were okay. Not even a good one. We were just okay. <laughs> but the, the thing that came natural was like putting on a show. We yeah. knew how to have energy. We knew how to, you know, connect with the crowd as far as energy, because we liked going to shows. I liked, yeah. you know, getting in mosh pits and just like headbanging and like, you know, let's like, like, let's go mentality. All right, everybody with me kind of mentality, you know? So we had that. And, uh, uh, and, and the, the violence and the energy of being on stage, I'm very surprised that none of us have gotten seriously hurt. I, I have gotten hit with a bass guitar a few times, and I, I hit him back. <laughs> he, hit he, he, hit me, he hit me, and I hit him back. I mean, it's, you know, probably, probably wasn't the most Christ-like thing to do <laughs> in the moment, uh, but that did happen. Again, we're here on Behind the Tunes right. from the Visible <laughs> Music College Studios, wrapping up here with Kevin Young and Andrew Stanton of Disciple. Check them out at discipleRocks.com. Guys, I like to end with a little rapid fire. You got your game face on? Uh, I can put it on. Stand by. Let me find <laughs> a game face around here. More more rapider. More rapider. <laughs> more <laughs> Here we go. Hold on. Uh, okay. There we go. Ready, we're, ready to go. we're ready now to go. We're ready to go. Now we're supporting. Yeah. We'll do it like this. Rally caps. <laughs> Rally caps. All yeah. right. Here we go. Let's Kevin, we'll start with you. What's your favorite junk food? <laughs> Reese's Pieces. Andrew. Sorry, it's muted. In and Out Burger. Oh, all right. Favorite Kevin. Favorite ice cream flavor. Uh, either banana pudding or anything with peanut butter. Oh, a big peanut. So Reese, we got salted. Reese's and peanut butter. All right, Kevin, what you got? Yeah. Uh, salted caramel. Salted caramel. Can either of you name one of the seven dwarfs? Well, only one. You got yeah, them all? Sure. I can probably name yeah. them all. Why not? Let's, all right, all right, go. Yeah. What you got? You got Sleepy, Dopey, mm -hmm. Doc, mm -hmm. Happy, Sneezy, um, Bashful. Bashful. Good job. Way to go. I wouldn't have gotten Bashful. There's one more. Okay. Mm. So how about that? I can do six or seven. I'll take yeah. it. Most people are like, uh, <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Grumpy. Is Grumpy the one you get named? I'm old, man. Grumpy. Grumpy. Same Grumpy. Uh, Grumpy? We're, yeah. too, we're too happy. We're too happy. the first one. I'm yeah, too happy, yeah. but not Grumpy. <laughs> Love it. Hey, this is, that's a yeah, first. I mean, I've actually seen that movie. <laughs> I've actually seen that movie several times. And as someone with kids, I've seen it recently. So there you go. <laughs> oh, Kevin. you were about to say you saw it in I didn't see it in the movie theater, unfortunately. I'm not that old. <laughs> Kevin, what color is your toothbrush? Got... Which one? The one I keep at home or the one I take on the road? The one I take on the road is blue and the one I keep at home is white. Love it. Andrew, what about you? Black. Kevin, in the movie about your life, the Kevin Young story, what actor would play you? <laughs> the one that looks the most like most like Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Andrew, what about you? Obviously, Johnny Depp. Oh, there we go, Kevin. If you could be any Marvel character, who would it be? Name a Marvel character you've never heard of. <laughs> uh, if I could be one. That's it. If I could uh -huh. be one, that's uh -huh. it. Yep. Um, oh, oh. Probably, probably that one. Who is this? The Punisher. Oh, asshole. Yeah. Man, that was so. That was so. Just right there. You just had it. Yeah. Right yeah. This I was ready. I was ready for that rapid fire. Andrew, what about you? I'm Iron Man for sure. Kevin, what's your favorite board game? Monopoly or Trivial Pursuit? Andrew, what about you? Stratego. What? Stratego? Mm -hmm. All right, I'll Google it's, it. It. It, was at, it was at the store. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's just not that popular. <laughs> I'll Google it. He's from, I'll Google it. He's from California. They have different board games out there. It's a whole different oh, set yeah. of board games. whole different set of board yeah. games. Kevin, if you had a time machine for one day, where and when would you go? Oh my gosh, dude, that's too hard. That's too. You can't. You can't narrow that down to. Me and Andrew both are big history buffs, so you can't. You. I mean, like, I need time to actually think about this question. You know, I mean, there's so many. There's there's it's too many endless possibilities, man. I mean, I want to go. I want to go see uh, Michelangelo like paint the Sistine Chapel. I want to go see that. I, I you know obviously want to go see jesus you know preach on a mountainside yeah. uh you know want to see what an actual revolutionary war battle looks like i mean there's two there's too many things yep. man so I, i'm with I don't you know. i'm with you. andrew what about you so i was born in 88 so 1984 you know that i didn't get to experience that all that stuff kevin was talking about so i would go back to that year or that era so i could like experience all my favorite bands and movies and all that stuff while it was brand new he was a man born at the wrong time i know i it's know true. van yes. halen's my favorite band so like being front row at 1984 the tour would be like where else am i gonna go now yeah, i feel yeah. bad because you said watch jesus preach i didn't know that was <laughs> happen, but that's all right i had a guy i had a guy on a few weeks ago he said creation 
I was like, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good choice. Yeah. You got the uh, yeah. I don't know if we can. Ha- I don't know if you can handle what you choose. <laughs> if, if I did go back, I, I might. I might not actually choose Jesus preaching on a hillside because um, I wouldn't know what he was saying. This <laughs> 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 is maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I don't what? want to go. Dude. Maybe I don't want to see that. That's not you know? fair. Oh, no. Where are the subtitles? The subtitles. <laughs> are the... I've Can never thought about that. James? Yeah, oh, I want to go see Jesus preach on the mountainside, and then you you get there and you're like, that was a little underwhelming. I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> it's it's not Jesus from uh, what's the, the cho- it's not the chosen. Oh, I've never thought of that. That's so true. It's like this is all very it's great to be here. This is all very confusing. People oh, yeah. are upset. Yeah. People are happy. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Holy cow, that's incredible. He's mad. I think I know which one he is in the story. <laughs> that guy's a Pharisee over there. <laughs> very upset with what's happening. Oh, this is Very oh I'm in mad. I'm in Mark four. We're in Mark four. <laughs> You'd have your Bible, you're trying to figure out like based on the reactions, what's going on. Oh, that's great, Kevin. I love that. Yeah, following along. Yeah, this is chronologically all wrong here. They messed this thing up. All right, he's talking, so I know it's the red letters. <laughs> Find something red. He's not saying thou art at all. He didn't say thou art one time. Yeah. Oh, no, Hydus? Yeah. Oh, How man. come there's no English translators in the year zero? What are they doing around here? Oh, I've never thought of that. I love it. Oh, Kevin, favorite cartoon growing up? Transformers. Andrew. Uh, Robotech. Would 12-year-old Kevin think you're cool? <laughs> Unfortunately, he yeah. <laughs> He had, he had a very low bar. <laughs> Andrew, what about you? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is what I was hoping I'd be able to do even for a little while. So Love it. Check that I'm on in a last, year or whatever. And last but not least, Kevin, something you hate that everyone else loves. Mm. So that would be uh, ruining a movie for somebody. that Not everybody does it, but enough people do it to where that's the answer to my enough people like I've had to stop if you're a stranger and you just decide you want to start talking to me at some point in this five minute conversation you're going to ruin a movie for me so <laughs> I, I want to I feel like it's enough people where I can say everybody loves to do that but I hate it we're starting to call stop stop ruining movies.com you can donate yeah and um where we'll just flog people yeah. to do it like always, if you're talking about anything that has to that do time. with art or TV shows or uh, you know a movie, always start the conversation with "Have you seen it?" <laughs> and then if the answer is no, you have an amazingly creative and intellectually, uh, you know, superior brain to talk about something else. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> There's plenty of other things to talk about. Else. Plenty, plenty, plenty of other things to talk about. Andrew, what about you? Something you hate that everyone else loves. All right. Let me explain myself because <laughs> the, my best answer to this question is dogs. And <laughs> it doesn't apply it to all dogs. But I did not grow up with a dog. We're like a cat family, I guess. That's weird to say. <laughs> But I just, I, I have a really hard time. It's got to be like a very particular, quiet, 
nice, friendly dog for me to feel like. I really love this dog. Right? When I go to people's houses and they've got loud barking dogs and they've got them oh. on the couch and they're sleeping in bed with them and all that stuff, I just don't. I never got anything left from that. So that's that's probably you know. I can support this. I can support this. Now listen, <laughs> listen. Now the dog lovers are burning their disciple CDs right now. They're just burning. They're I'm a, do- I'm a dog lover. <laughs> oh yeah, just that's so what you know. I'm that's the answer okay. because everybody else, including in the band, loves them. They're pouring yeah. water on the CDs right now. They're everybody else in the band them. has a dog except for Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't hate all dogs. I love a lot of dogs, but there's a lot of dogs I hate. I'm not a dog person. I'm not a dog person, but I do have a dog. I like my dog. I like my dog. Yeah. But I, okay. I'm with Andrew in that yeah. I don't, if I go to somebody's house and they're like, oh, here's Smoopy, and then Smoopy's licking me on the face while yeah. I'm trying to sell my cat, I'm anti that. I'm with you. I actually don't like very many other people's dogs. I, I, I can say that I can say that there's one band member that uh, I make his dogs leave the room when, when I go over there. So <laughs> I, uh, I, but I do love my dog. So yeah. yeah. Listen, all we're asking, here's all we're asking. This is easy. Don't ruin movies for us. Yes. And don't let Smoopy lick me on the face when I come to your house. <laughs> if it's you can mostly, do those two things, we're good. It's we don't know where like when I go over to your house, I don't want to wear your dog. So <laughs> everywhere I sit, now I'm wearing your dog. So that's what I don't like. Oh, dog he's, I mean, Dogs are allowed to, you know, they have free reign. You're allowed to like smell, eat, lick, whatever they want all day. That's how it should be. But like, I don't want that on me. I don't yeah. want that. Like, I didn't sign up for that. I don't feel I don't like really. visiting you and spending time with you means that I have to like <laughs> take your dog with me for the next seven days. Yeah. It's hair. Yeah, or, just hair or coming, bro. Smell too much. The smells can be too much. I feel like we're changing lives here today. I feel like this is successful. <laughs> this one has been a success. It's Kevin Young and Andrew Stanton of Disciple, DiscipleRocks.com. Check them out. Guys, you've been a ton of fun today. Thanks for hanging out. You too, Thanks buddy. Thank you, awesome. man.